Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Sandy Sharmataro. Sandy has taught morality, ethics, and social justice courses at a private high school in Michigan. In addition to her teaching career, she has taught, developed, and implemented programs and curricula that are focused on helping children realize the importance of living altruistic lives centered on love. The Good Eggs series of books is her contribution to supporting children as they learn about virtues, diversity, and service essential concepts to integrate into their lives. She is also the founder and president of the Good Eggs Foundation, which is dedicated to helping children in need through eggings. And I'm very excited to have you here on the show today. Thank you for coming, Sandy. Oh, thanks, Angel. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I really love what you're about, Sandy. So I want to start our time together asking, were you always altruistic? Did you come from a family that really instilled these kind of values in you? And were you always interested in serving and supporting children? Or is this something that came later in life? No, I think it's always been a part of me. I do feel like my family, I I came from a wonderful family that really supported those things. I, I always remember, and I laugh at it now, my mom would, you know, you get in the mail, like, March of Dimes or St. Jude's and things. She would, every single one, she'd write a check for every single one. And and my dad would say, just pick a couple, you know, you don't have to write. No, no, my kids are healthy. My kids are do- doing great. I feel like I want to give back to them. And that always, I always have that vision of her putting these checks into these nonprofits. So I always had, you know, a soft spot for helping people and, you know, wondering what makes people tick and, you know, psychology and sociology and things like that and theology. So I always had that in me and it just kind of grew out of the writing. So Mm, it's always beautiful for me. So what made you, what inspired you to become a teacher? Well, you know, you always play school when you're little and and I just always loved education and learning and reading. I loved reading and I just always wanted to get into that niche of education. And the actual teaching part came when actually I started teaching catechism at our parish. And then that kind of sparked, I want to go into higher education, into secondary education, which is what I ended up doing. Yeah. And so how long did you teach, Sandy? Or are you still um, teaching? I'm still teaching. Yeah, I'm on my 23rd year. Woo, congratulations. So actually looking to transition now out of that because it's been a good ride, but I really want to focus on running the foundation and being the children's author full time. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Sandy, one of the things that I'm inspired to ask you right now is after 23 years in the teaching industry, mm-hmm. 
And I, I really want to tie this into your book series, which is all about teaching children the virtues, diversity, and service. What have you noticed as a teacher over the last 23 years? Have you noticed an erosion of these things or have you noticed something else that is driving you to want to teach this and to want children to to be I mean, receiving these things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I teach high school, so I can speak to high school kids. The books are for elementary school, but I feel to get them younger. But I would say over the course of 23 years, I mean, you can probably imagine I'm going to say the Internet (laughs) has really, really eroded some ways of thinking and attention span and language and just treatment of others and low self-esteem. Yeah, I've been seeing that as a trend and it seems like each year they're more and more absorbed in it. Mm. And, you know, it's to a point where we have a pouch on our wall with pockets, put the phone in the pocket when you come in because you lose them. They're just so absorbed in, in the technology. It's like, it's like their teddy bear, you know, they can't be without it. So yeah, it's, I think things need to take a step back and be in the present moment, you know, not worry about what you have on and who looks better and this and that. And, you know, you can imagine there's incidents with pictures and things like that. And just, just to teach them to value yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. and and value others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was looking at something the other day around the different generations and my particular generation, probably yours as well, was the first generation that grew up and we didn't know life without a television set. Right. Like our generation didn't know what life was like before TV. We always had a TV in our house. And now this, it seems like the most recent generations, my my son included, like my son was born the year that the internet showed up on my desk and all of these subsequent kiddos have not lived in a time without it. So what's really interesting is how do we, how do you think, Sandy, in addition to getting to the littles, right, through your books and through your foundation and the work that you're doing, how do we as a culture, as parents, as a society, support our kids to really align with the ethics and social justice and morality that we would like to see proliferate in the world. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's not going away and it's not something you can or should take away either because it's it's part of their culture. It's all they know. So I think a way of, you know, as much as the internet can be used negatively, I think it can be used positively. So it's a strong force, right? If used the right way. So to teach them maybe tools, and ways to use it positively and how not to get caught up in these chat rooms. Or if if a boy asks you for something, you know, just know who you are, know your self-worth and say, well, I don't participate in that, you know, and then send a positive comment to one of your friends, you know, maybe just teaching them things like that, giving them tools to really use it for goodness and not for competition and not for negativity. Mm, Beautiful. So you got inspired to write and you got inspired to start this foundation. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Like, when did you start to think about the writing and when did you make the decision to create a foundation? Okay, so I started thinking about the writing forever because I've always loved 
like even in elementary school, I love to write plays. I love to write stories. One of my favorite assignments was our teacher would give us, you know, 20 spelling words and say, you have to use those words in a story. And I loved that. So I always loved creating characters. So that was from very young. And I always thought I want to write a children's book when I get older, but you know, life gets in the way as the saying goes, you you have kids and you know, there's no time. So once my kids grew, that was still in my mind. And I said, well, this has been kind of nagging at me for quite some time. So I'm going to sit down and think, kind of map out what I want it to be like. And I wanted it to be teachable, you know, teach something good for kids. So I, I mapped out the first book and I was trying to think of goodness, good, And I said, good eggs. I'm going to make the characters eggs. So that's how that kind of just started. And I picked 12 virtues. So it's a dozen for the first book, dozen chapters. All the characters have egg in their name, like Reggie and Peggy and Meg. And then there's Benedict. There's Miss Poach, who's the teacher, which is kind of my alter ego. And I went on from there. So there's three boys and three girls and then the teacher and there's a coach and there's all kinds of things that take place. So I I broke it down like a school year because I'm a teacher. So they start in September and each month they explore a different virtue by a situation that occurs, like an everyday kid situation, you know, nothing groundbreaking yet they learn. Something that a kid reading it would say, "Oh, yeah, that happened to me" or I know something, someone that that happened to. So easy situations, yet they learn a virtue. Like, for example, September, it starts. The first one's about understanding. And then you have forgiveness and then generosity and then gratitude. You know, and it goes on all the way through August. So I thought I was going to just write that. Okay, I'm done. But I wasn't (laughs) done because I felt like another nagging, like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. I love these characters. I got to do another book. So then I said, I'm going to take them around the world. So they learn about diversity. So they go another 12 chapters, 10 different countries. So they go like to Chile and Australia and Zambia and Norway and Italy and Egypt, all around the world. And they learn about different cultures and language and customs. And they meet little eggs all around the world and they develop relationships with them all around the world. They make friends and they realize at the end that you know, everybody just wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be loved and respected and heard and to live in peace. And that's kind of what they they gleaned from that year. So that's the second year in their life. And I said, well, I got one more, one more to do. So I brought them back to their hometown, which is El Boomin, by the way. And they learned the importance of community service. So the third one's called The Good Eggs in the Community. And those, there's a half a dozen chapters in that book. And they learn all about how to live as people giving back to their community. So they help kids, they help elders, they go to a food bank, they put on a health program, they go to a nature center, they go to an animal shelter. So all things that are in a community, they learn to do that. So that's like the third year in their lives. So you see three years in their lives of them growing, getting in adventures, learning new things, relating with people, just how to be, you know, good. Beautiful. Compassionate, empathetic. I love that. Well, you know, you you slipped in there and I heard it and I don't know if our listeners heard it, but the name of the town is Albumen. So tell us before we go to the break, what does Albumen mean for those listeners in our 106 countries who don't don't know what that means? It is the white, the little white piece in the egg, (laughs) the little (laughs) white when you crack an egg and you see that white in there. 
Right. That's that little skin like thing on the yes. inside of the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Always teaching, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute that you named the town albumen. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you how to find Sandy and her beautiful three book series. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help if you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air. Please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. And we're going to shout out this week, we got 106 countries downloading now, which is pretty exciting. We're going to shout out this week to our listeners in, I guess you said Norway. And yeah, they do go to Norway. Yeah. And our listeners in Chile and yes. our listeners in Zambia, Zambia Australia. Do I Japan. have Zambia on the list? I do have Australia on the list. So we'll Japan. shout out to our listeners in Australia, Japan, Chile, in- and India? India. All the listeners in all the all the places Egypt, where the good eggs have been. Israel, <laughs> Italy, yay, Norway and Scotland. All yeah. right, and we will be right back with Sandy Sharmataro. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Sandy Sharmataro, who is the founder and president of the Good Eggs Foundation and also the author of a three book series called The Good Eggs. And each of these books we talked about before we went to the break, one explores 12 different virtues, one explores diversity through going around the world and visiting a dozen different countries, and one explores service by coming into the great town of Albumen. (laughs) and exploring and participating in a variety of different community-related organizations. So you can find out more about Sandy and you can purchase the book series at thegoodeggs.org. We will have that for you in the show notes. And this book series is available for parents to purchase directly if you are a parent and you want to teach your child about some of these beautiful things that Sandy is here to instill and inculcate in your little readers. Feel free to access the book directly. Or if you are a teacher yourself or part of a school or other organization that you think could benefit from these beautiful, fun books, 
please feel free to go to thegoodeggs.org and reach out for Sandy, who probably would also be happy to be a speaker at any of your events sure. that might be zoom uh, in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, she can zoom in anywhere. Just so they know, Angel, that they they do come under the category of social emotional learning. Social so, emotional learning, beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank I know you that's for big in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. So, Sandy, before we went to the break, we talked about the books. I'm also super curious about what inspired you to, instead of just being an author, like you decided to go ahead and go the route of creating a nonprofit organization and a foundation. So let's talk about that. I think you're probably one of the first people, there's maybe been another guest on the show. I can't remember off the top of my head. We're now well past 200 episodes, but you seem to be one of the first people that I have recall interviewing that started or founded your own organization, nonprofit. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, when I thought I was done with one and morphed into two, morphed into three, and I thought, okay, now I have a series, but something more was nagging at me. And I said, I want to put the books into action. So I really wanted to open a nonprofit that serviced children underserved kids. So I base the nonprofit like the book series once a month. So once a month, what I do is I seek out an organization or a family that may be in need. And I ask what they may need that month. And I tell them they've been egged. I said, well, you've just been egged. And so, for example, there's a man here that builds beds for kids coming out of homelessness, and he needed bedding for those beds. So I got a whole bunch of those bed in a bags, you know, and brought them over to him and said, you've been egged. And I give them a little plaque that with their organization on it. Sometimes I'll bring them a set of books as well. So things like that. It's different every month. I've done, you know, camps like summer camps to help out other like underserved schools that might be putting on sports camps. I've done a math tutoring program. I've done lending libraries. I've egged a lady with a whole bunch of diapers because she started an organization for teen moms. So she was in need of that. All kinds of things. Mittens. We have a great organization here called Mittens for Detroit, and they needed some kids mittens. So we did a whole bunch of mittens for them. So each month it's different, which I really enjoy because I'm meeting so many awesome people just in and around our own Metro Detroit area. Well, you seem to be having a hell of a good time too, Sandy, and having a lot of fun with your foundation. It's a blast. I love it. Well, what I'd love to hear too is, so with the foundation, do you do fundraising in your local area and then use the proceeds to go egg people? That's how that works? Is that that We just had a big fundraiser with a wonderful bakery here, Livonia Italian Bakery, and they had a cannoli festa. So they had eight flavors of cannoli and I was there signing books and it was it was so fun. So part of the proceeds of the cannoli sales went to the Good Eggs Foundation. Fabulous. And the book sales are all of all the proceeds of the book sales go to the Good Eggs Foundation? Yes, all the net proceeds. Yeah, the net, the net proceeds. go to the Good Eggs Foundation. So that's one way people can help if they, you know. Just want to make a donation. They can just make a donation right on the website. There's a donate tab. Fabulous. Yeah, it goes right to PayPal. And the books tab will take them right to the Amazon page. Fabulous. All right. If there's somebody listening, because we have listeners from all over the world, some of whom might be in a big corporate environment or have a big, you know, be in charge of a big organization. If there's a bulk purchase situation that wants to happen, do they just need to reach out to you directly through the site? Yes, because I would contact... Ingram Spark, probably. We might go through them for a bulk purchase. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So Ingram Spark, for those of you who are listening, that's a book distributing company. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. So I'd love to hear about the journey of becoming a founder, Sandy, because I'm sure that there are listeners who have maybe had the niggle, the idea to found a foundation of some sort. Many I know end up finding, like from in my case, what I chose to do was find an organization that was already established and support that rather than going yeah. through the whole process of starting my own thing. So right. what inspired you to start your own thing, especially since the Good Egg Foundation is going around benefiting other organi- other nonprofits, right? Right, right, right. So, because eventually I want to be like a private foundation where I don't have to get donations, but that's not right now. Right now I'm starting it and I need the donations, but I just wanted it to kind of be an example of what's taught in the books to really look at the world and to look at, you know, like, what do I need? You know, I don't need anything, but, but there's people that really have needs and maybe for whatever life circumstances threw at them, they, you know, it's no fault of their own and it's why shouldn't we help? Why shouldn't we help? So I wanted to really emulate that action that's being taught to kids in adult terms. So to open it, though, is a lot of work because you have to apply to the IRS. You have to fill out paperwork. You have to have articles of incorporation. You have to have bylaws. You have to form a board. It's a lot. So when I got that letter that said, congratulations, you are 501c3, I was, you know, had a little tear coming out because it was really really an exciting day. So then I immediately started my eggings. So (laughs) yes. Who am I going to egg first? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, what I'm hearing too here, Sandy is the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Basically you're doing exactly what your mom would do is writing out those. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. That's exactly right. Right. So let me find some organizations that I can spread the wealth to. Let me try to help. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really cool when you see their little faces, you know, or their, just this one, one family, they were getting a new start and they, they were getting a new home built for them and they needed bedding for their kids' bedrooms. There were three of them. So I called the mom and I said, tell me what they like. You know, the little girl wanted hearts and the other boy like video games. So I got all the bedding and decals for their walls that match their likes and went there and we made the beds and they were, their faces were, it's all you need. You know, they're jumping on the beds. They were so excited because they were living in a shelter. So they had their own room with everything they liked. And it was just, just make them happy. You know, they mm. deserve that. Oh, they deserve that. So, so beautiful. Sandy, what a, what a big heart you have. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> so in the last couple of minutes, what I'd love to do is, if there's anyone that you know who's gotten the books, yes, are there any people who've come back to you after they've gotten the books with any kind of story about how the book impacted their kiddos? Oh, I'd yeah. love to hear that. Yeah, there's a lot of feedback on on the goodeggs.org as well, but some that stand out in my mind, a fifth grade teacher wrote to me and her fifth grade class read book three about the community service. And once they were done with it, they wanted to do every chapter in there. So they did it for their own community. They helped children in their own school. They put together baskets for an elder care center. They collected things for an animal shelter. So they wanted to do that 
what the eggs did. And even the local newspaper came out and did a story on it. So that made me so happy because I said, that's exactly what I want. The result is that kids incorporate this at a young age and it becomes part of who they are. So when they grow into an adult, it's automatically they have this sense of compassion inside of them. So that was really good. I had a mom email me and she didn't even think her little son was listening to her. She was talking to her friend about an adopt a family thing they were going to do at Christmas. And he pulled on her arm and he said, mama, that's just like the good eggs. That's what they did. And so she looked at him like, oh, I didn't even think he was listening to me, but he, but he did. And then I had another mom write me and said her daughter, who's probably in the fourth or fifth grade, she goes, I don't know what's in these books, but my daughter couldn't put them down. She read all three of them in one weekend. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot for a little kid to read. But she loved them. So, yeah, I have lots of good feedback. Kids do book reports on them. And, yeah, it's it's really been a great journey. And I'm looking forward to more. I have big visions. Mm-hmm. Big visions, Angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have big visions, too, as I'm sitting here <laughs> listening to you. So one of the things that I just want our listeners to hear there that's important, I think, for for you to know is that our children are really impressionable. Very much so. And what we put in front of them is going to literally impress their consciousness. It's going to leave an impression in their consciousness. And so that story about the little boy who tugged on his mom's sleeve and said, that's what the good eggs do. How beautiful, Sandy, that you've created a group of characters that are not only fun, not only teaching, you know, and modeling ways of behaving in community with each other and with the world, but you're literally creating impressions in your little readers. How beautiful is that? Yeah, that's the hope. So that's that's the kind of stories that just warm my heart because I'm like, that's that was my purpose, you know, and I do have them on a parent level, too, because I have a parent blog. So anyone who wants to journey with their child or anybody in the life of a young child, grandparent and uncle, anybody, they can go to the good eggs and the blog tab and they can journey through the books on an adult level too. how to model for your children because your children watch every move you make. So you're their best teacher. I love that. You're oh, so yeah. awesome, Sandy. I am so grateful that you and the eggs are in the world. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and- a couple more things. What can I mention? Yes, please. Um, I have a kid's podcast too, that they can hear them. It's like an audible book. So say the parents are in the car and they want to put it on. They can listen to the story audibly that way. Beautiful. And I just had book one made into 12 episodes of videos And they just got picked up by the Michigan Learning Channel, which is an affiliate of PBS. And they just started airing last night and I was so excited. So they're going to be airing December and January, all 12 episodes. So that's exciting too. Congratulations. Well, now we need to expand your reach far, far, far beyond Michigan. You know, I I have visions of live theater shows, right? (laughs) Like the Good Eggs Live and beautiful books there and merchandise and then do even bigger eggings. I want to do playgrounds and scholarships, (laughs) all kinds of things I'd love to do. 
I love it. Well, keep your sunny side up, Sandy. <laughs> listeners. Good one. <laughs> listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that number for you in the show notes. We will also have the link to the goodeggs.org for you in the show notes. You can send in questions or guest suggestions or feedback to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We could even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.